Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. championship is being played this week. Tom, I'm standing here with the little sluggers and some of their parents, and I can't tell you how excited they are. This is the hot corner. Little Stan March is the pitcher for the South Park Little League team. Mr. March, you must be very proud of your son. They've worked really hard to get here, Chris, and you know, I don't like to really trash talk, but I don't think Denver has a chance. With Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. Oh, well, I'm sure some of the Denver kids' parents would disagree with you. And oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! South Park is going down! There ain't no way some little mountain kids can beat Denver! Not with my son on second base! On the Odyssey app. Oh, it looks like we got some parental trash talking going on here. Mr. Marsh, any comment? Well, I think that there's a. Uh... Mr. Marsh? Who wants to hear from a Mr. Marsh? I am the ultimate Little League trash talking father. I am the Bat Dad! Bat Dad knows no fear! And 1080. Bat Dad knows no pain! I want you, Marsh! I want you! The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the hot corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com or on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 503-8646-FAN. That's the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. Again, as I always say, uh, I love Vancouver Ford more than everybody on this station who all of a sudden loves Victoricos. Wow. That's an inside play. If you've noticed, everybody all of a sudden really loves Victoricos. Well, have you had Victoricos? I mean... Yeah, man. It's called Muchas Gracias. Should we hit the dump button on that one? Maybe. <laughs> Too late. We got a lot to get to. We got fair or foul at the bottom of the hour, but I do want to kind of just dive right into this. Uh, I don't know if there's a better story in baseball than the Baltimore Orioles this season. Uh, they're up there. You know what I mean? From a, team, there, from a team standpoint, I mean, Atlanta is really stinking good, but they won a World Series a couple years ago. You know, they got studs. They got a great manager. You know, great farm system. They lose Dansby Swanson, and they seem to be better. Uh, so the Orioles are great. Okay, the Rangers come out, come out, and but they spend a lot of money, so you could kind of see that a little surprising that they're actually good. Uh, maybe the Yankees sucking real bad is kind of a surprise. Well, don't look um, at my spreadsheet to start the year. Also, because... you know, Shohei Otani is always going to grab headlines with how great he is. Judge has been great since he's been back off the DL. But I think I think the best storyline in baseball from a team aspect is the Baltimore Orioles. You know, they almost made the playoffs last year. 
Their manager wins manager of the year. Adley Rutschman finishes second in the rookie of the year voting behind Julio. Uh, has an amazing moment at the home run derby. One that I will remember forever. Easily top five for me in all the home run derbies I've watched. And you look around at this team, you're looking at Adley Rutschman. You're looking at Ryan Mountcastle. You're looking at a lot of guys on this team that were high draft picks and they kind of sucked to win. They kind of did the Astros model and they seemed to be a little ahead of schedule last year. I did not think they were going to be this good this year. I, I thought they were going to be a little bit like last year, maybe a touch better. Yeah. I do not see them the best record in the American League. Nope. They are, in my opinion, the best team story in baseball. I would agree with you 100%. And, and that's not even me being biased. I, I feel like a lot That's just reality. People, yeah, a lot of people. They were talking about it on TBS last night on the game against the Astros. So. And right as things are really starting to click, you're about to go into a huge series with the Orioles or, or with the Astros. Potential ALCS matchup. The Astros just get Justin Verlander. Frambert Valdez pitches a no-hitter. Uh, Orioles just get Jack Flaherty. Ooh, and Jack Flaherty's first start was really good. It was. was really good. I was really impressed. You know I love Jack Flaherty. I was really impressed with how he pitched in his, in his Baltimore debut. Right as things are about to get going. Nobody hates the Baltimore Orioles more than the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> Kevin Brown, their TV commentator, correct? He's the TV guy. Yeah, he does TV. He's done some radio, but mostly been on TV. He's a TV guy for the Baltimore Orioles, widely respected around the league. Been doing it for a couple of years now, basically since like Thorne stepped away. They're they're they they're calling him the one of the best young guys in baseball. Calling it. I heard the clip. He's talking about the Orioles' struggle against the Rays over the last few years and how this is the opportunity yeah, to kind of be better. Insert any team against the Orioles over the last few years. And it's like, such a boring thing. It's one of those things that the TV is talking and I'm like cooking or grabbing a beer or taking says, a piss. Or, he just says that they sucked like, a Tropicana field. Yeah, and yeah. They can't Not very them. good, but we got a chance to be better this year. Like haven't won a series against them in so long, and here we are now heading into the series with a chance to take uh, outright lead to first in the division. Like end on a positive note. Like, all right whatever yeah context context cool come come to find out it's leaked that he is now suspended for five games by the organization who has since denied it or or not denied it they have been radio silent because it's true and we know back in the day the stories are john miller was fired because he didn't bleed black and orange and i will always know john miller as a san francisco giants broadcaster and an espn guy and last time i checked the Giants are black and orange. What is going on in this upper management? How do you get to a point where things are finally working for you and you can't get out of your own way? Well, I'll tell you, uh, like I said earlier in the show, is that I saw this come across my uh, Twitter slash X feed from Awful Announcing. And uh, it was just, I saw the clip. And my initial reaction to this was, oh, well, yeah, um, that doesn't really surprise me. The Angelos family who runs the team absolutely suck and are terrible people. So, I mean, that doesn't surprise me that they would have uh, super thin skin and be petty over some 
over nothing, really. Like nothing. it's like for, he's doing his job, and they had a whole graphic about it. Right. So everybody's There's like in a whole on this. team behind it. Everybody's a whole production in on this. team. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, not let the production truck come to the next few games too? Like they. Uh, so the fact that even one dude was just taking the fall on this is ridiculous. But again, I was, I was shocked at how much this blew up, because I knew how dumb this family was that is running the team. And if we got time, maybe in the next segment, I have one of the be- most like perfect stories that sums up how stupid this family is that is running it. And again, it's just another example of billionaires with just thin skin that can't can't handle the truth. I mean, like, again, I said, like, insert any team the Orioles played over the last six, seven years. They sucked against them. Big shocker. They like, had three straight hundred lost seasons. It's like fifteen teams they've been terrible against for the last five years. God, I mean, we have the th- uh, Gary Thorne clip of him, <gasps> yeah, freaking out because Glaber Torres hit another home run off them. Like yeah. it's just so the fact that this, I mean, this is what caused it is ridiculous in itself. But I wasn't shocked. What I was shocked about is the reaction because not only, I mean. For God's sakes, I'm going across Twitter timeline right now. You have Al Michaels on Outside the Lines talking about it. Rich Eisen. You got Robert Griffin III tweeting about it. Like, it, everybody was going off. And so that's when I opened my eyes. I was like, damn, like, people are pissed about this, which I'm, rightfully so. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that. And what I tweeted, and I'll say it again, I'm glad people are getting their introductory lesson into how terrible the Angelos family I think is. What, I think what's really fascinating, Joe, and I love that you bring up the reaction of it. What's really fascinating to me is things like, like I was listening to the MLB network a little bit this morning while the boys were on break and they were talking about it. We're three days removed and they were talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's come out that the Orioles are mad that it got leaked because they wanted to suspend him for four day, four games, five games, whatever it is, and then bring him back on Friday and pretend like nothing happened, but it leaked. So they look bad. What is really surprising to me is major league baseball owns MLB Network. They kind of drive the narrative. It's just like NFL Network, NBA Network, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, there's guys like Rich Eisen and Michael Irvin, but they're on that program to make sure to protect the shield. And Major League Baseball is no different. The fact that Major League Baseball has no issue with guys on MLB Network calling out this situation, the fact that you've got the Mets, you've got all these other teams play-by-play guys calling it out and saying, this is a disgrace. This is an abomination. And for Major League Baseball to step back and let them is insane. And for a team like Baltimore, with all of this young talent, with Brandon Hyde, who's the reigning manager of the year, if you're Adley, if you're Mountcastle, if you're a guy like Carlos Santana, a a veteran who's looking to make an impact on a team— if you're looking at this stuff, why the hell would you want to go to Baltimore? You well, can look at the team and say, this team's really good. I, this could be a shot to win a World Series. If you're Justin Verlander in New York and Baltimore calls the Mets and says, hey, we're interested. What would it take to get Verlander? And Verlander says, I don't want to go there. Is it because it's Baltimore or is it because he knows? Well, I honestly was saying to myself in the head when uh, this happened the other day and news broke, I'm like, damn, how the hell did Mike Elias and Brandon Hyde even like meet with the Angelos family and say, like, yeah, I want to be here? 
Like I'm just like like thinking about because Brandon Hyde didn't have a shot at that point. And Michael Elias, he was an assistant GM with the Astros, Mm -hmm. and this is very like what the Orioles have done is identical carbon copy. Yes, so brilliant, brilliant. I mean, the Astros set the standard on how to be bad to be good. And I think the Angelos family uh, just basically was like, "Duh, we don't baseball. Do whatever you need to do." And Michael Elias was like, sweet. And at this point, it's worked, so they can't really say anything to him like, hey, can you stop doing what you're doing? You're making us money. So take it out on Kevin Brown, I guess. Um, But, yeah, I'd love to share you this story about the Angelos family from last year that I found out. Um, Because remember last year, there was conversations about possible uh, Baltimore Orioles moving uh, cities and not being in Baltimore in the future. And it, it stems from that. And that's exactly what I get what I want to get into next. I want to hear this story and I also <laughs> want to I also want to talk about like <sighs> what does this do for a team that currently has the best record in the American League? And we'll get to that next. It's 817 on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Eight twenty one here, Portland sports leaders. The hot core we do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. Coming up in about fifteen minutes, we're up fair or foul, which is everybody's favorite. Mariners, Padres, one one, bottom of six. Darvish still on the mound <clears throat> for the for the pods. Uh, Hancock pulled after five innings, two hits, one run. Welcome to the show, kid. Uh, so fair or foul coming up. So stick around for that. 503-8646 fan is the Vancouver Ford text line. We're, we're, we're talking about the Orioles and it it is really, it's really unfortunate that, you know, Joe, you and I sit here and we plan this show out and we try really hard not to have our biases, but know when we can have our biases to have good content. You know, if your team's good, you had a good season, you had a good series, if your team's bad, whatever. You know, we 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 once broadcasted live 
play-by-play of Yankees-Indians, and Voldemort made fun of me as my team crumbled and lost that series. Like, we know when it's right and when it's not. So we've played our cards, I think, fairly well this season of not overhyping the Orioles. Kind of just wait and see. And I think we kind of waited and seed. I know that's bad grammar. We waited and seed because I think maybe we thought it might tail off a little bit. And it's done the exact opposite. This team has the best record in the American League. Struggling against the Astros right now, but that's fine. And here we are marred in controversy that has nothing to do with them playing well on the field. My biggest concern for this team, Joe, are they losing to the Astros in this series because the Astros are better? Or are they losing because they're young and this noise is just a terrible idea for a young team? Uh, I mean, the Astros are a great team. I mean, they won 8-2 today. But Framber Valdez got kind of lit yesterday, and if it wasn't for... You know, if it wasn't for Kyle Tucker grand slam late. And also if it weren't for Kyle Tucker dropping a ball in the first inning that kept it going, and then you get a Ryan Mountcastle absolute bomb, 470-footer. Absolute bomb. That was so great. Um, But again, like the Astros, as they always do, death by a thousand cuts, and they were there Mm -hmm. and then. So uh, give them credit there. But Kyle Tucker, I hate you. Um, I, I don't think it's affecting them. What I think is going to affect them is being young, long season, and now that you are at the top, theoretically you have a target on your back. You kind of look around and go, holy yes. I mean, How did uh, we, get we here? mentioned the Rays starting pitching woes right now. Mm-hmm. Like That is the one part of the division and uh, American League where I'm like, okay, we might be good there. Mm-hmm. But the Rangers reloaded. Getting Max Scherzer is a big deal. And Jordan Montgomery. I mean, that was great moves right there. And then you look at the Astros, who just beat you twice. And big V's back in town. So uh, you get a little nervous. You, sure. you see that those are veterans, <clears throat> and they have play. Uh, Bruce Bochy is a manager who knows how to manage a team. And Three through, rings. Not through just a long season, but playoffs. Yep. And into October. Man, Brandon Hyde has never done that. So, right. And what really concerns me with this team is... I was looking at the schedule last night. It's not so much who they face. They have two nine-game road trips left Oof. this season. And I was looking at some of the other teams top of the American League. I think one of other team had at most one nine-game road trip, and then someone had one seven-game. Other than that, no one has to double up like that the rest of these. So the Orioles have just coming up. They're going to the Seattle, San Diego, Oakland. So, I mean... It could be a lot of noise that kind of gets in the way right now, but now you're about to hit a road trip. So if you're slumping and that confidence is low, then yeah, I could see it being a slippery slope because you're going to be essentially two and a half weeks away from home. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that the biggest challenge facing these O's are youth and inexperience. Yeah. Because that's what I would expect from them. Right. Because... Right now, the noise. But I will say that's a great thing about like getting Jack Flaherty is yeah. that's you know veteran presence right there comes from a great ball club. Yeah, in in St. Louis, yeah, he got came out of there just the, in time. Came came up through the system and stuff, so he knows how to be a part of a good of a good organization. So I'm really glad to hear you say that it's just the trials and tribulations of a young team yeah. because that I don't I love watching this Orioles team, Joe. I find myself when I turn on MLB at bat and looking around at games. 
I find myself turning on Orioles games more often than not. They're a fun and team. And not because of you, not because of the show, but because I love baseball and I want to see it. They're a fun team, and this is why I feel like they can kind of see this story and what's going on and hear the crowd chanting free Kevin Brown last night during the game. Yeah. And I feel like they are very disconnected from the upper management and Angelo's family because I feel like these guys are just connected and in their own like day-to-day operations that it's outside noise that, I mean, and let's look at it. It's a broadcaster that got in trouble. They for, don't I hear mean, him. They don't know him. Dude, I mean, they they know him, but it's probably they're not in the room with him. It's probably off their radar until it blew up yesterday, and maybe they heard about it. Like, and I've actually heard that. Um, I believe, you know, there's people that get reprimanded for not wearing team gear if they're on the broadcast team. So then, what is it about the Angelos? They're thin-skinned, and I will read you like how ridiculous this family is. So. Last year, it was well documented that the family was suing each other over ownership. The brothers, John and Lou. And I just want to read you this story about how dumb this family is fighting amongst each other. So this also stems from what the future of the Baltimore Orioles were because there was fears that they might want to move the team. There was whispers of maybe Nashville. And the reason that came to light is that once uh, Peter Angelos, the patriarch of the family, old man Angelos, he started to deteriorate in mental capacity, that's when the infighting started to happen. What is this, succession? (laughs) Yeah, bud, just you wait. So Lou, who is not the owner of the Orioles now, John got the rights of the team because the MLB essentially asked what the F is going on. So John Angelos' team. Lou allegedly wanted to move the family-owned team to Tennessee, all to please his wife, Margaret Valentine, who had a career in Nashville where she was a talent management, uh, had a talent management business for country artists. Hey, man, I'll do anything for my wife. I don't know if I'm moving my professional sports franchise that I own. Lou alleges that uh, his brother got the family lawyer to turn on him and the family by promoting the career of an aspiring country music singer, Carter Faith, who happens to be the lawyer's daughter. Oh. And, and they had her perform the national anthem in 2018 at Camden Yards and also do multiple post-game gigs at the same and promote her on social media. After this, the lawyer would only work with John Angelos. This is like, this is like drain the swamp stuff. Dude, it is like this is such hierarchy of 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 just your friends in bad decisions. So, and I'm dead, and it like there are tweets literally like Carter Faith Jones singing the national anthem post game show with Carter Faith Jones, and then at that point, like you blew up, you got my daughter all these uh, gigs for Baltimore games, like, and they also say she had far more exposure as a country artist through John and Margaret's efforts than she ever could have achieved on her own talents. And so, like, it's probably not even very good. <laughs> and it takes nothing to be a good country music artist. I think when I read this story, I did pull up her Spotify and listen to it for like ten seconds, and then just close it out. Like, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I can't I'm, do I'm this. good. And I'm modern good. country is very simple. <laughs> yes, very. And if you um, can't get through on that, yeah. so just like hearing try about, that in a small town. <laughs> that was a good one. 
Touche, touche. Had to. So reading about all that, and then once I heard like, oh, wait, all the rumors of Nashville stem from because they want to help out the wife of John Angelos, his mistress or whoever's country music. I'm like, dear God, someone save this team now. And, and the MLB, thankfully, was like, you guys get your ass together, please. And and they kind of get away with it at the time to an extent because baseball does want to be in Nashville. Nashville, Charlotte, Vegas, Portland, maybe. Montreal, Mexico City. Like, those are the six places that baseball wants to be. So they kind of, at the beginning, get away with it a little bit. But as you dive into this, yeah, it's just helping out my homies. It is. Like, I love my friends. I'm not doing anything to help you. <laughs> Good luck, dude. So, again, like, and this is what, like, this is what was cathartic about this last thing is that we all know about the Blazers' owner situation, right? Right. We all know about the Cowboys owner situation. Right? Just went through the Commanders with Snyder getting out of there. Well, just on a personal note, those are two of my favorite teams. Yeah. And everybody here yeah. knows about those two. Aren't Nobody yeah. knows a lot about the Orioles ownership. So, again, like, see, everyone is outside like, of a couple of years in the early 2000, 2010s. Like, the Orioles haven't been very good for a while. And, man, there's someone on the text line, too, for years was chiming in saying, just always jumping on that, too. Like, well, as long as the Angelos' uh, family is still running. Th- like, again, MLB world. Uh, casual MLB fan, baseball fan, I give you the Angelos family, one of the worst families in all of sports. I was an Indians fan for a very long time, and Dolan is just as terrible there. Uh, just I, as terrible there. What a track record of uh, owners in uh, sports, right? Yeah, we, sh- we should Big give surprise. It, yeah, let's just give it all to the people. That's what I say. All <laughs> right. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on the Baltimore Orioles. as The they... Winco model is what we should do. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on the Baltimore Orioles, as they are the best record in the American League. And I, uh, I not just because they're Joe's team, but I do root for them to continue this. Uh, we come back. It is time for everybody's favorite fair or foul. But before we do that, my man Jordan with sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Coming up next week on the show, I'd like to dive into a little bit of look around me. Not quite a preview of next season, but kind of like, if you're a Mets fan, if you're a White Sox fan, if you're a Yankee fan, if you're a Red Sox fan, what the hell are you thinking about for the next few years? How the Orioles are going to dominate you fans, for the next five you know, to ten like, years? I think there's a lot, of, a lot of big powerhouse organizations, and what the hell's going on? So tune in next week. We'll dive into some of that. But without further ado, let's get into fair or foul. And here is our wonderful producer. Jordan Schultz. All those organizations need to take the red pill. I think that 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 might get them somewhere. The blue, the blue's not having it right now. I don't think the blue's helping. All right, let's get you some fair or foul stories. Try to stump you guys a couple of times here, and we'll start off with that, and we'll try to stump you with I, I don't know, stump you or not with uh, something about my Seattle Mariners. Ooh. They oh, are our Seattle Mariners. Okay, our Seattle Mariners. I know Although we're talking I did about say we about Jose Ramirez. How? <laughs> Hey, you support the team. It's okay. You're a Guardians fan. You're all over the place, Patrick. No, I'm not a Guardians fan. Bet you got a Guardians hat or jersey in that closet of yours. I do not. I do not. Uh, All right. Fair or foul, number one, the Seattle Mariners, we talked about them being the hottest team 
since the All-Star break, but statistically, they are the best team in baseball since the All-Star break. Fair or foul, they are the best team in baseball since the All-Star break. I'll go first on this. I, I think the answer is fair. I think I might lose a little bit on some semantics. There might be some stats that they're not really doing, but I know this starting rotation has been absolutely phenomenal. I know Luis Castillo is fifth in the American League in strikeouts. Um, I mean, seeing Hancock tonight, Kirby and Gilbert the other night threw an absolute gem. J.P. Crawford is the hottest hitter in baseball, and Julio Rodriguez has finally come out of his shell. I mean, that that cheeky thing he did last night against Tatis, that is what I live for. 417 the last uh, seven games he's hitting back. Uh, I, I, I might lose this argument, but the eyeball test, I'm going to say fair. I, I think they are the hottest statistical team in baseball right now. Hmm, I'm trying to find, uh, yeah, like what the uh, post-All-Star break record is for all these teams. But it's hard to think of a hotter team right now. I mean, uh, I know that the Rangers had a nice little streak after they got uh, their trades. But in our little bubble here in the Northwest, I'm going to go fair as well. I mean, the Seattle Mariners, they, uh, not on both sides of the ball, they're hitting the ball, they're pitching, their bullpen has been amazing. Um yeah, I'm going Mariners on this, too. Fair, baby. All right, you guys just uh, you caught me just trying to talk a little Mariners positivity here. <laughs> it is fair. It is absolutely <laughs> fair. So diving into just a couple of the numbers, because we could just go all over the place and talk about how good they are, but simply 23-10 and 10 records since July 1st, 3.77 ERA for their starting pitchers. That's good for fifth best in baseball. Their bullpen, however, which was, I would say, a little shoddy earlier in the year, the best ERA in baseball since July first, two point four seven. And as much and as much without as I, Paul Seawald, as much as week. I really enjoyed Paul Seawald, I mean, you got to feel as a Mariner fan to get something back for him and see him struggle in Arizona and yeah. see Arizona as a whole struggling. You got to feel kind of good about that. I don't like seeing Seawald struggle because I think he got a bad rap in Seattle. I think he was a pretty damn good closer. Oh hell yeah! Um, Resurrected but, his career there. But I mean, the Mariners sold pieces and they're better. That's a wild concept. I like that. And we still haven't even seen probably the best piece of that deal yet coming up by uh, their second baseman. Uh, I can't even remember his name now, but he's at AAA hitting dingers, and he's probably going to be the long-term answer. And Kelnick might be back soon. Hey, I uh, love that. You, you can make the case for the Orioles or the Cubs, but, yeah, I mean, the Mariners right now, they, they are the hottest team in baseball. I don't want to play them. All right, number two. Obviously didn't stump either of you guys on that one. Maybe I can do it here. I do want to play them on Saturday. <laughs> Fair or foul, Philly's starting pitcher, Taiwan Walker. Philly's starting pitcher, Taiwan Walker. Former Met. Yeah, Great. Former Met, former Mariner, former Diamondback. Uh, am I missing anybody? I don't think no, so. No, that's it. That's All right, it. that's it. Uh, and former Mariner twice, mind you. Uh, Philly's Blue Jay? <laughs> was he ever a Blue Jay? No, he was. No. Uh, he got traded. Actually, I don't think he's a Blue Jay. No, I think he got traded mid-season, and that was the team he went to. Is this immaculate grid stuff? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> what a great game! This is uh, name a player based on his stats only. All right, fair or foul? Philly starting pitcher and overall MLB wins leader Taiwan Walker has more wins than the entire Athletics rotation combined. Fair or foul? Wow. I mean, and I, and starting, I counted, rotation. And I, starting rotation, yes, yes, and I yes. counted six guys. I just was going to say, because somebody's got to get a win in all of those games you're not that wrong. they've won. Well, and that's what I was trying to think. Six I was like, guys. they've got like 30-something wins, so how many of those were won by closers, middle relievers? Probably a majority guys? of them. That's what I'm saying. Um, because the starting staff, I mean, they've given up so many runs. 
I'm going to say fair. I'm going to go fair on this as well. And if it's not, I mean, it's got to be damn close, like within a couple games. Yeah, I'm right there with Joe. I'm going to say foul uh, for the for the contrarian and just say that I, I think Taiwan um, Walker has been pretty solid this I, year. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and I think the Astros or the, uh, the A's are really bad. But I don't know if Taiwan Walker has been better than the Astros being bad. Well, Joe got this one right. It is actually fair, but only, as he said, uh, uh, Patrick, you only missed it by one because Taiwan has 13 wins all uh, over every other pitcher in MLB. Did you say he's the MLB leader yes, in he wins? Is. 13. God, wins are garbage. That, wins mean it's nothing. A, it's a terrible way to... A terrible stat. Yeah, to, to gather pitching uh, talent, uh, statistical info. But uh, the Oakland A's have 12. 12 amongst their six starting pitchers. J.B. Sears, uh, Waldachuk, Med- Luis Medina. Haven't even heard of this guy. Capillarian or whatever. The guy in the uh, IL for them, Paul Blackburn and Kyle Muller. So those six guys have told 12 wins for the A's. And, uh, yeah, Walker leads all of MLB with 13. So there you go. Um, I will say this is that Toronto was a stop of Taiwan Walker's. And fun, right. funny enough, it is the shortest stop he ever had in his career. I had six games in that 2020 season. Because he was <laughs> traded to them? Or no, 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 yes. he signed with them. He was, was the, what is it, the 2020 season, the pandemic-shortened season? That Yes. yes so then was. he signed with the Mariners, pandemic happened, and then he played, like, what, 20 games? Uh, I believe it was that pandemic games. season he was traded yeah. by the Mariners okay. um, to the Blue Jays is how that uh, Damn, shook out. Good but. for you, Joe. Uh, hey, you know, it, you have those weird flashes in the memory bank. Um, again, immaculate grid stuff, Patrick. <laughs> Thank you for putting on, uh, putting me on to that game. By yeah, Rich, Rich Hill, he said that uh, when he got to San Diego, he said that his friends say that he is a huge player in the immaculate grid because he's on his 13th team now. Well, so Rich Hill is your secret answer if you really don't know anything. Speaking of being immaculate, maybe we can talk about the opposite of that in our next fair or foul. Talking baseball umpires. Now, we had a couple of just historically bad performances this week. I don't know if you all saw it, but uh, 19 missed strikes by Laz Diaz on Monday. Veteran umpire, by the way, not like a rookie ump that got called up from AAA like we're talking about here in a second. Uh, He missed 19 strike calls during that Yankees-White Sox game on Monday that Aaron Boone got tossed out of and, you know, made a whole, whole... Faluting effort to try to embarrass Laz. But then the day after that, three blown calls happened by first pace umpire and triple A call up Lou Williams in the Nationals Phillies game yesterday. It was game one of a double header, and he missed three calls that all had to be challenged. 0 for 3 on those calls. So I ask you, gents, fair or foul, baseball umpires are just getting worse. I mean, we were talking about this before the show started, and I understand uh, one Jason Sukanik sentiment about why, I mean, if we can get it right, if we have the technology, then let's get it right. But hey, this baseball game is uh, worth billions of dollars, and we've been screwing it up for the last 150 years, apparently. So, I mean, is it getting worse? I, I don't know. I mean, can we pull sample sizes from over every decade of empires? I mean... I feel like it's just baseball, but again, as time has gone on, when we have the technology, when we can do things better, then I think those mistakes are just magnified even more. And these moments are like, hey, this could all be fixed and alleviated if we went the robot up way. So 
I don't know. I say foul. It's not getting worse. It's just the mistakes are amplified and magnified because we know we can fix it. So, as, as as a wannabe baseball historian, as somebody that loves the history of the game and loves the pageantry and the folklore and all that kind of stuff, I love human umpires. I don't want robo. I, I want human umpires because I think the human element is huge to baseball. Look at the 85 World Series. Look at the imperfect game. Look at, you know, all this kind of other stuff. I love the concept that people make mistakes and it can cost you big. But umpires are not doing themselves any favors. I'm actually going to say fair. I do think umpiring is getting worse. And it breaks my heart that it's getting worse because I want it to get better. Because I want to keep humans behind the plate. Not not jobs. I'm not, I'm not getting on my liberal, you know... <laughs> box here but I love the I love watching a catcher get low to catch a pitch and the umpire following him in sync I love seeing a guy at second going safe and I'm cool with with replay but the umpires kind of like baseball it's like nobody hates umpiring more than umpiring like they are they are digging themselves their own hole and I know they have a union, which is why they keep guys like Angel Hernandez around and Jim Joyce was around forever. But, like, you are doing this to yourself. You have all the control right now. The reason fans and the league are looking at replacing you is because of your performance. If you want to be better, be better. But I'll go with fair. I think they're getting worse. I like that. I think they're getting worse as well. So I just kind of wanted to get you guys to pontificate on that a little bit before final fair or foul, which is for you, Patrick. It involves Aaron Boone and the Yankees. Oh, oh I love God. Aaron Boone. Right up his alleys. I love I Aaron Boone. Shout out JR, my I, man. I just wanted to ask the straight up softball question. The New York Yankees will fire Aaron Boone if they don't make the playoffs, fair or foul. So right now they're 58 and 55. Five and a half games out of the last wild card spot. According to Fangraphs, they've got just around a 12% chance from today to make the playoffs. So fair or foul, you think the Yankees will fire Boone if they don't make the playoffs or not? Currently sitting five games back from the last wild card spot, Aaron Judge is finally healthy and looks great. Garrett Cole's probably going to win the American League Cy Young, deservedly. Outside of an American League Championship Series appearance where they lost in Game 7, and I would argue they lost because the Astros were cheating. You know, don't rip off my jersey. Shout out Jose Altuve. There is nothing that I have seen in Aaron Boone's reign that makes me think he is the right choice for what is to come. Because what is to come for the Yankees is a very large wake-up call. Because outside of Aaron Judge and outside of Garrett Cole, who are your big money guys, and you got to be happy that your big money guys are performing. Outside of those two, this team is an absolute disaster. This There is nobody good on this team. There's no bullpen. Cool, Domingo Herman threw a perfect game the other day. Awesome. He's he beats, a mess. He beats women and is an alcoholic and is now in rehab. Okay, congratulations. Luis Severino, lost cause. Carlos Rodon can't stay healthy. Nestor Cortez was a flash in the pan. Flash in the pan, Nestor Cortez. And I really liked Nestor Cortez. Hopefully he can get back to form. I would love to see him get back to form. There's nothing I've seen from Aaron Boone to tell me, not only can you not manage a team that has expectations with talent, I don't know if you're the guy that can 
build a team from nothing. But to answer your question, I think the answer is foul. I don't think he's going to get fired. And that will blow my absolute mind. Because oh, well here's the said. question. Here's the question. Who are you going to go get? Yep. And that's who that, are you going to go get? That's what I was going to say, Patrick. It's like, I agree with everything you say, but at the point that they're at, like, what are you going to do? Get some young up and comer and then be in squalor for the next 10 years? They put years? all their money into Boone. They put all their, all their, all their checks into Boone. Meanwhile, guys like Brandon Hyde, Gabe Kapler, guys that are up and coming, and guys like Dave Roberts and Tito Francona and Kevin Cash and Rocco Baldelli and Schneider in Toronto, like those guys aren't leaving for New York. That's not a better job. That's a harder job with worse, with worse talent. The Yanks are in bad shape, and unfortunately, Boone might be what they think is their best answer. Oh, no. God, I feel so bad. And that's fair or foul. Yeah, I don't that's have anything Patrick, else, uh, you guys. Uh, yeah. Brett, Brett Boone, uh, Bob Boone, uh, Aaron Sorry, Boone. Feeling love I that. Kind of left it. Ugh. Love that. Love that family. But uh, you had, had to, to replenish yourself. I had after to mic that. drop that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there, there there's no. I have nothing against Aaron Boone. I enjoyed him as a player. I thought he was a great utility player. I will always remember that home run he hit in the 2003 ALCS. I think he's a decent dude. I liked him on TV. I think he's a terrible manager. And I'll say that about Dave Roberts, and I'll say that about other people too. He's just not good, and that's the reality. All right, I got to get out of this because my head's spinning right now. We come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. The Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right, we'll be back next week, as we always are here on Wednesday, and I'd like to get into some stuff. We kind of went on a rant about Aaron Boone right there. I'd like to talk about the Yanks. I'd like to talk about the Angels. I'd like to talk about the White Sox. You know? I'd like to talk about the Cubs, the Mets. I'd like to see what what, what these teams are going to look like, because if you're a fan of any of those, like, I'd, I'd be very, very worried. I'd be very worried. I know what I'm not worried about. How long the traffic's going to be up to Seattle on Saturday, baby, because I'm ready for an Orioles victory. I hope you have a great time, and you'll be there for Felix being inducted to yep. the Hall of Fame. Yes, that'll, that'll be, be an awesome moment, too. If they got bobbleheads, t-shirts, grab extras. I'm a size XL. I'm going with three Banner fans that are much, much bigger than me, so I basically have my own security, too, so I should <laughs> be able to come out alive. Well, if they got trinkets, try to steal some extras for us common folk I will. Here. I'll try my best. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week for Joe Fisher and Jordan Schultz. I'm Patrick Harris, go do something that I would do. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.